By now, many of us have seen the video of the recent vicious attack to an older Asian woman on a New York City street. In February, a Chinese-American man was stabbed in his back while walking home at night and include the shootings in Atlanta that left six women of Asian heritage dead. Add to this the rain of verbal slurs, misaccusations, and harassment being directed toward Asian and Pacific Islander Americans is a growing epidemic. Greetings again. I'm Adam Morgan. Over 3,000 reports of anti-Asian racist incidents during the past year have been reported to the organization Stop Asian American Pacific Islander Hate. A report from the Center for the Study of Hate and Extremism at Cal State University San Bernardino indicates anti-Asian hate increased 145 percent in 2020. Although the reported incidents of Asian hate in Denver decreased from 88 in 2019 to 71 in 2020, verbal altercations and physical violence being reported elsewhere, along with new incidents here, have enacted a climate of fear in our Asian community. The first town hall meeting to discuss the issue and how to resolve Asian hate drew over a thousand participants, along with a second meeting being held during the last couple of weeks. One of the leaders and presenters at the town halls is our guest on this edition, Ms. Joy Ha. Now, do you think a lot of the, uh, maybe because people have been uh, sequestered, let's use that term, but uh, closed in, uh, because of the pandemic and, st- and stuff that they're just getting antsy. And so all of this is, is coming out because their lives have been disrupted. And so they're, they're, uh, they're uh, coming out with this aggressiveness or has this just been around for a while and we're just, uh, and the pandemic is just exacerbating it a little more. It's definitely the latter. Um, This has been around for quite some time. I think in general, you don't hear much about some of these more racist incidents towards the Asian communities and Pacific Islander communities because they just go largely unreported. There's not a lot of um, media coverage. There's not a lot of actual reporting to police departments regarding these Mm -hmm. things that have been happening. But they have been happening, and they've been happening for decades. They've been happening since... um, any person immigrated here. And it's been exacerbated by the pandemic, especially surrounding the rhetoric um, that the administration had talked about calling it the China flu, the Wuhan virus, um, the Kung flu, and all of these things. And just in general, um, making that rhetoric, blaming folks that are um, that look Asian, it makes it easier for folks to blame them. So it's definitely been exacerbated by the pandemic, and the the attacks have been very targeted. There are reasons why they decide to target the Asian communities, and a lot of it is because of the rising xenophobia um, in the country. And uh, some Americans, or many Americans, don't have a, uh, a a good habit of getting some education to understand that Asian Americans and Pacific Islander Americans had absolutely nothing to do with the pandemic or the microbes or anything else. Absolutely. And I think that's huge. Um, I was born and raised here and my um, roots, I'm Taiwanese and Chinese and I've, I have never been to China. (laughs) I don't really know anything about China um, much more than the, maybe on some of the other um, average Americans. And it's important to separate what's going on um, in the Eastern Hemisphere and, uh, you know, people who, you know, are 
citizens or not just citizens, but who have been here for quite some time. Now, a lot of the targets of some of this hate and expressions of that have been women like yourself and elderly, you know, some youth. Is it because they're they're, they're easy marks or because some Americans think that they're just not going to fight back? I think both could be true. It's hard to definitively say um, what the exact reason is, but I think there is truth in both of those and that they are easier to target. Um, they're more vulnerable and less likely to fight back in the same ways that maybe a younger, able-bodied person might. At the same time, women, uh, Asian women tend to report the incidents a lot more than Asian men. Is it because uh, it just doesn't happen to men as often as you're saying? But the uh, the numbers we we have been uh, getting our hands on said so 68% of the violence has been against women and 29% against men. But the men aren't saying very much about it, but the women are. Is it because uh, just women in general? You all just tend to talk and let you know, let us know what's going on. I think it's because women have been disproportionately attacked. Um, mm-hmm. I think uh, amongst both genders, um, they are at times equally unlikely to report. And I think what is happening is what you mentioned earlier of what we can see, the attacks are generally towards um, women or elderly. And so I think that's what is reflected in the reporting that is going on. Yeah, yeah. and, and, and a lot of this stuff has been happening in businesses, which mm-hmm. you would think would give you some cover, maybe out in the park. Yeah, somebody may say something, but in businesses around other people. Um, is that maybe the crossroads where a lot of Americans or maybe the only crossroads where Americans have with uh, with people of the uh, Asian community? I don't, uh, not necessarily, but I do think they do happen quite often at businesses because um, like that there are places of gathering. Right. So um, you'll see more people there. Um, and I think what we also see is more. Um, incidences coming to light in the media at businesses because um, they're being recorded. So I am 100% sure that a lot of these things are going on in more private settings too, but folks just don't report it or it's not recorded, so we just don't know about them. Yeah. The president just signed a memo as to how the Justice Department should be responding to AAIT, to AAPI. Get it right, Adam. AAPI incidents. Do you think this is going to help at all? I mean, I hope it does. It's it's hard to say directly um, exactly what will fix the solution because the solution, I mean, sorry, fix the issue because the solution itself has to be multi-pronged. So there does need to be um, assistance um, from the federal level and there needs to be a lot of education done on the local level too because federally we can say this needs to be um, prosecuted in these ways or it should be looked at through these lenses. But if folks just don't, Um, get educated on like Asian American issues or history, then they might just not know. So it has to be a multi-pronged approach. You need to have um, work being done at all levels of government, at all levels of um, community uh, engagement, and all types of ways to engage with different communities. I know you were saying at all levels, speaking of federal again, I guess the Senate is to vote on an anti-Asian hate crimes bill. So I guess your response would probably be the same. It has to, you know, the education needs to be there. You just can't have a a piece of legislation alone. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's definitely a good 
that. And I'm, um, I'm apprehensively proud or not proud, but excited to see it happen. And I think it mm-hmm. is definitely a step in the right direction, but we definitely need work um, all around because the, the, the issue is um, racism and racism is endemic to um, the United States. And a lot of that comes from learning how to be anti-racist. It's about learning about histories and cultures that might not be your own. And so that takes a lot, right? It's a cultural educational thing for the country. And that's going to take some time to really implement in a um, meaningful way. Yeah. Yeah. I know America's had its, it's passed from World War II about the Japanese internship. And I'm thinking, is any of that leftovers that, well, we could do this again, we can say these things to people just because we did that before? Do you think any of that history plays into what's happening now because of lack of understanding? I think it definitely could. Um, And I think what you're mentioning, a lot of folks don't remember it or or don't know it, that um, over 100,000 Japanese Americans were interned they were put into concentration camps and you know as much as folks might want to um make it seem like it was a nice place to be the fact of the matter were the guards were pointing in the security guards were looking in to make sure no one escaped and they there was absolutely no reason to intern and imprison all these folks other than the fact that they were Japanese-American. Even if they had absolutely no ties to Japan beyond their ethnicity, they were still interned there. And um, kids graduated there. Kids had their prom there. Um, some kids were even born there. And um, it's something that folks don't remember, and they should. It wasn't even 100 years ago. And right. Yeah, I think if folks know that there has been a history of um, anti-Asian, anti-Pacific Islander, um, racist structural incidences, I think that would go a long way in having folks sort of understand more what the Asian American Pacific Islander experience is. The other part of that is that some of the people, not some of them, uh, the people that were interned there, they lost their homes, they lost their businesses, not to mention their way of regular life. Absolutely. And and it's 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 something that is um, important to note that this has happened ever since folks of Asian or Pacific Islander descent arrived in America. I mean, in Denver itself, in the late 1800s, there was actually a thriving Chinatown in what is now known as Lodo. So if you go to Lodo now, you don't really see any evidence that ever existed. And what had happened was um, in the late 1800s on Halloween, um, there was an anti-race, anti-Chinese race riot. So basically a fight had broken out and then, um, the white um, civilians that lived there went to the Chinatown and they destroyed all of the businesses. They dragged Chinese folks out of their businesses and they beat them. And they even lynched a man who was quite young. I think he was only 23 years old. And then after that, it was so hard for them to rebuild because none of them ever got any money from the local or um, federal government to rebuild um, their businesses. And then it was also used as an impetus for an anti-immigration law, which didn't allow more Chinese folks to come. Basically, the laws that say that we can't marry outside of your race, that's how no longer um, the Chinatown exists. That's why you don't see it anymore, because they weren't able to rebuild in a meaningful way. And now if you go to Lodo, there's no evidence that I was ever there. Um, what can we do better 
if you're talking to me saying, hey, this is how you can help me, what do you tell me to do that's going to help you and the Asian community so we can get past this stuff? Absolutely. And I think, number one, I really implore people, if they see something, to say something. Some of the most heartbreaking things that I see in some of these videos that have gone viral is that they happen in public places. And unfortunately, in a lot of them, people aren't standing up to protect these um, Asian elders, Asian women. That's the most heartbreaking part because um, it's clear that what's going on is wrong, but they're not getting anyone to support them or help them. And I think that's the hardest part. So if you see something, I really implore you to step up, to say something, to to ask if um, if you saw something and it is no longer happening, but to ask the victim if they need any support, if they're okay, if they need help with anything. I think that's yeah. um, that's one of my largest asks is, to be vigilant, to keep an eye out, and make sure that you're doing your best to keep our community safe. Um, I think yeah. something else is we've been talking a lot about during this segment is education. Educating yourself on the Asian American Pacific Islander histories, and not just those, but also histories of Black Americans, of Latinx Americans, and basically the histories that you're not often taught in school, because there is a lot of it, and it's very rich, and it's amazing to learn, and I think that goes really far in dispelling ignorance within our communities about other uh, marginalized groups. And I think lastly is to look towards some local Asian American Pacific Islander organizations and reach out, see if they need any help, um, if they need any donations, and see how you can be of support to them. So those are my main three asks, um, and thank you for letting me express those to you. Ms. Joey Ha of the community organization CORE. The Community Organizing for Radical Empathy has been our guest on this edition. Although you are entitled to your beliefs and opinions, it's not your right to negatively express such through racial slurs, harassment, or physical attacks to others, especially when Asian Americans had nothing to do with the COVID-19 virus. They are victims of it, similar to the rest of us. Should you wish to become active with CORE or to participate in future town halls or a men's healing circle, information is online at backslash backslash CORE-D-I, dot com. No www, just backslash backslash CORE, dot com. I'm Adam Morgan. Do keep in touch. Stay in your game. Mask up and keep your distance when going out. Get your vaccine shots to ensure you're good to go anywhere. And we thank you for sharing a few moments of your weekend with us.